Hi, I'm Pam Dunn, and for the next 10 minutes or so, join me in a conversation that will provide practical ways to access your inner wisdom. Since being wise means you will act and behave based upon your knowledge, what you know, it means when we know better, we can do better. There is immense wisdom in listening and learning from others. So what you hear today will provide infinite possibilities and opportunities for practice. Well, hello and welcome everybody to 10 Minutes of Infinite Wisdom. This is Pam Dunn. And this week we have a very special conversation with two people. Sparkle Simmons and Leslie Hoffman. They are the lead facilitators for the community and unity programs that are currently being done in a a school district in St. Louis and also in Florida. And the reason why they're with me today is because this nonprofit is near and dear to my heart. It is the nonprofit I founded, so we can go into that some other day or check us out on the web and you can find out why it's important to me. But they're going to talk about why it's important for you to invest your money in especially this program. So I'm going to turn it over to them. So Sparkle and Leslie, will you get us started and just start sharing about why people should invest in community and unity? Well, uh, hey, Pam, thanks for having me on and me and my girl, Leslie. I love community and unity and and specifically St. Louis. Well, I, I, I am in charge of the one in Florida. I, as a lot of people may know, I am originally from St. Louis, Missouri and everything about St. Louis is near and dear to my heart. And to have this program in the school system is just, is amazing to me. You know, if I had this kind of program when I was a kid, I probably wouldn't have spent as much time standing in the hallway, uh, you know, uh, getting in trouble standing in the hallway. Uh, But I love what we bring to the table for these kids. It is so unique. And they learn about self-confidence. They learn about conflict resolution and um, trusting themselves, trusting others, how they're feeling. Though Leslie's gonna tell you even more, she's the master at describing those things. But what I love is to watch these little bitty kids, these second, third and fourth graders learn about feelings, learn about conflict resolution and to watch them do it. Like you think, oh, well, it's gonna take a long time for them to uh, get this, oh no, 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 no. They usually get it by the time we finish talking. And some of these kids can are very articulate and can tell you um, how they're gonna solve their next conflict, how they want it for their mom and their brothers and sisters and dads. But Leslie, what, what you wanna say? Cause I can just go on and on, you jump in there. Oh, I know. We could talk about this all day. We could really talk about this all day. Um, You know, in addition to what you said, one of the things I want to make sure to add on is that Sparkle mentioned that we work with second, third, and fourth graders, and we're able to actually go back into the same school and work with second, third, and fourth graders year after year. So that means that we will hit, be in the same classrooms with the same students. So these messages 
are continued on at different ages. These students hear the same messages over and over again. And just like anything, you get better with practice. And one session, um, they will just begin to understand the concepts and, for example, feel their feelings, maybe for the first time, hear that it's okay to have a feeling. Everybody has a feeling, maybe for the first time. But then as we go back into the same classrooms again and again, a couple times a month for three years of their young lives, that's where it starts to integrate that's where it starts to stick. That's where they begin to see, wow, this, this works. And this is, it has a lasting effect. And also, I mean, uh, it does have a lasting effect. I remember last year I was in the office at one of our schools waiting for the session to start, waiting for the team to arrive. And I recognized a fourth grader boy standing in the office, and I think he was waiting to go into the principal's office. <laughs> and I said, hey, and he recognized me. He said, hey, Miss Leslie. And I just said, what's going on? And I said, did you get in trouble? And he nodded, kind of smiled sheepishly. And I said, what's your I am statement? And I hadn't seen him for a year. And he remembered his I am statement. And even though he had gotten in trouble and he was waiting to see the principal, he knew that I am statement. And, um, and that made a difference. And our I am statements are, um, just to explain, I mean, we, we take uh, each of the children and we give them an opportunity to make what we call an I am statement. And that just gives them the opportunity to really search out and uh, make a card that defines who they are and we give them a list of characteristics and they choose from that list and they're all amazing things mm -hmm. and it also helps us for the first time um, make them realize that they are what is on their I am statement they are not their behaviors all the time but truly they are smart beautiful sweet they come up with the best thing oh my goodness and, they do and they know that it is them and all we do is have to point that out. So Leslie, yeah, Leslie, I love when we were talking recently and, and you, and I was saying, I love how the I am statement gives them confidence. And you were like, no, Sparkle, it's like way more than just confidence. You know, it's who they are. So often we have all these labels and stickers and I love how you said life happens. And we take on these things that we think we are, we think we're bad, we think we're uh, the things that we've done. And that is not who we are. We are these things that we claim on these I am statements. I am beautiful. I am kind. I am brilliant. These kids blow you away when they, and they come up with them, not us. We don't give them to them. We just suggest words that they can, you know, so that they can use. We just prime the pump, the pump, but they are just amazing. And a lot of times we're like, wow, you know, and, <laughs> and we tell them, tell, say their I am statements 10 times a day. Say your I am statements 10 times a day, because that way it'll, it'll remind you of who you truly are. You, you know, are. I love that story that you shared, Leslie, really, it brought tears to my eyes because it's exactly why we do what we do. 
And, and more importantly, I love that he knew who he was, even though he was getting in trouble. You know, like that's the thing that kids eventually learn is they can take responsibility for their behavior and still remember that they're brilliant. Absolutely. That's so great. What's some of the other things that you both facilitate with the kids besides the I am statements, for example? Um, Well, another one of my favorite sessions, and we've expanded these sessions this year, is um, is the work we do around feelings. And um, I think that one of the reasons why we realized that we really wanted to expand these sessions is because when we ask the questions, are feelings good or bad? Most of our answers um, are, were bad. Kids said bad, you know, all together as a group. Right. And so what we really teach is that feelings aren't good or bad, they just are. They, they're, we, we kind of liken feelings to like breathing. Um, you know, feelings just happen as you move along in your day and things are happening. Feelings are the things that naturally, your natural reaction to the things that happen to you during the day. And so we go on from there to saying, it's okay to have feelings. It's okay to be mad and it's okay to be um, sad or anxious. Um, It's great to be happy, but what you have to do is you have to feel your feelings before you decide what to do. And we've also, we've, we've just recently created a poster that kind of says that you can make your feelings your superpower by realizing what's on the other side of that feeling. If you're sad, the only thing that means is that it tells you what you care about. And so we have done, we've created a whole, created I think five or six more sessions on really showing these students that, yeah, you can be sad and you can be mad. And what that really means is this. And if you feel your feelings and we have a process for um, allowing them to really feel the feelings and move them in and out of the, in and through their bodies, that then you're in a better position to act in a way that doesn't get you in trouble, that act in a way that doesn't involve anybody getting hurt. So the, fe- the, the work we do around feelings is, uh, is some of my favorite work that we do. Mm-hmm. Didn't y'all play happy today? We did. <laughs> oh, because the did today the feeling was happy, yeah. and at the end they played you know Pharrell's song. Because oh, I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> what about the conflict resolution? Yes, I was gonna talk about that. Okay. Pam. Oh my goodness, Leslie, jump in there at any moment. But one of my favorite things about community and unity and these children is uh, the peace, the peace table where we, uh, the kids are, you know, get to bring a a person to the table that they're having a conflict with and um, they get to talk, talk it out and work it out. And, you know, and it just ends well. I'm not, I'm so excited about it. I'm probably going to do the best to describe the actual process, but what I've seen that has come, what I've seen from the children getting to interact in this way is just, amazing there's such a transformation in how open they are to to even uh coming and talking to each other and one thing we do before they talk about the conflict is they say their i am statement they say their i am statement out loud to the class to the you know to to everybody and i think it sets that conversation 
uh, to be, to solve, you know, to have a resolution to solve the conflict that's going on. And uh, we've had children say, hey, my, my brother's in the classroom down the hall. Do you think you all could go and talk <laughs> to him? <laughs> and what was so cool about this child that said this was this little girl had been in the program for about three years. She's in the fourth grade and she absolutely knew how to resolve conflict. And she was, I, I know she, I would imagine she probably didn't start here, but she was very uh, articulate and able to say what was going on. She could see that it, that the issue with her brother wasn't even really him, but he was acting this way. He was acting as a bully as opposed to he was a bully. And, you know, we gave her tools to go home and do it with her, her brothers. She had two brothers and they, since she's the only girl, they kind of uh, bully her is, is how she said it. But she has mom and dad as allies. And it was just beautiful to watch it go from the classroom to the home. And I, I had no doubt that's, that this little girl was going to be able to sit down at the peace table with her brother and resolve the conflict or her brother's. Yeah, you know, I think that I I love the peace table too and have been able to witness it many times. And, you know, I think it's adults that make conflict very, you know, mm-hmm. complex and, and difficult. And watching these young people, you know, do it in such a simple way, we could all learn a lot from that, actually. That's right. It's very true. Yeah. Very- and especially this year, because we have gone into the classes um, virtually over Zoom, I think that um, the students are experiencing more and more conflict with their family as opposed to their friends. And so um, we've had a lot of discussions around, around that. And it is, you know, kind of challenging for a second or third grader or fourth grader to come to their parent or their, uh, you know, older sibling and say, hey, let's talk about a problem. But we have, you know, encouraged them to try and to, to try to, um, you know, use this time and use the skills that they have learned to, you know, help their families get along better. And even, you know, um, a couple, I, I remember one um, little third grade girl in particular said, you know, I really want my family to get along better because we, we love each other and we care about each other, but sometimes we fight. I love that. It, you know, we're going to have to wrap up for now. I do, I do want to say though that, you know, as hopefully all of you could hear that for these students that Leslie and Sparkle and their team touch, you know, every couple times a month for the entire school year and doing that, following them throughout their elementary school process really will allow them to begin to be inspired by discovering the power of peace in their lives. And that's really what this is about. And this is why we want you to please invest, go to thepeacefulproject.org and find a way to donate no matter how much, you know, you can, please, it will help those students. Every penny goes to helping our students. And do either of you have any closing words before we go? Just that Give St. Louis Day in and is how we fund this program. 
It's just the bottom line. So if, if you don't give, we can't have this program. So I mm-hmm. want you to give. And as they say on TV, give generously. <laughs> and and um, it's also the way we expand the reach of the program and help even more kids in uh, schools in St. Louis. And if you know me and you know how much I love St. Louis, this is truly close to my heart. Uh, I would love to see this program. I want to see this program in every school. It is phenomenal. Thank you, Sparkle. Mm-hmm. Leslie, you have anything else? Well, just whatever Sparkle said. I mean, perfect. Uh, we do need to expand it. I wish that these these tools could be taught in every, I, I sometimes I imagine if these uh, programs and these tools could be given to every second and third, fourth grader in the United States, it would, it would truly change the world. Mm. Thank you both so much for your contribution to the Peaceful Project. Thank you for your time today. And I hope everyone is inspired to give generously. Thank you all for listening. And I hope you're inspired by what you heard from Leslie and Sparkle today. Remembering that the goal at the Peaceful Project and the goal for community and unity programs is to inspire everybody, the students that we work with, to know that they're brilliant and that they can experience the power of peace in their lives. And we do that through our programs and give St. Louis Day, which happens on May 6, 2021, is a day primarily for giving for this program. And if you're interested in just giving now so that you don't have to remember about it in May, you can go to thepeacefulproject.org and there's lots of ways to contribute there. We are also having a bingo fundraiser on April 25th, 2021, and there'll be information about that on the website. So please consider giving and giving generously. Have a great day.